Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Tired Mummy Podcast a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Hello and welcome back to the Tide Mummy podcast. I'm your host, Alice Lanesbury, and you're listening to episode number eight. In today's episode, I talk to my very good mama friend, Emma Rumble. Emma and I met at our local farmer's markets when her son, or mine, I can't really remember, sleep deprivation is real. Anyway, one of them crawled over to play and the rest was history. Emma is that mama friend that all mums need. Someone who knows exactly what you're going through, can empathise with you without judgement, and can talk to you about all of the things that parenthood throws at you, including the things we wished we had known before entering into the depths of motherhood. So we decided we would dedicate an episode to the things that nobody tells you about motherhood. If you're a mama-to-be or already a mum who wants to stand with us in solitude and nod your head along, then this episode is for you. Now, I did have to record this episode on the side of the road in my car, so apologies for any background noise. That's a bit strange, but a mama's got to do what a mama's got to do. All right, let's get started. Hello, Emma. Welcome, welcome to my little potty. Uh, Emma is chatting to me during her bub's nap time, so I'm feeling super grateful for her joining us today. Um, Emma, can you please get us started by telling the listeners a little bit about you and what's one piece of parenting advice you wish you'd never listened to? Of course. Um, So I live in the beautiful northern New South Wales, 
I've lived there for the last year and we were in Brisbane before that. Um, and I live with my husband, Matt, and my one-year-old, Luca. Um, so the one piece of parenting advice that I wish I'd never listened to, um, I am pretty good at taking on advice that only really resonates with me and politely leaving anything that doesn't. Um, but the one piece of advice that I thought would actually ring true to me was um, like to fit a baby into your life, not the other way around. And I liked the concept, um, but I felt like it just put way too much pressure on myself and Luca to be able to do all the things that we usually would. Um, but that just doesn't let you like tune into your own baby's individual needs. Um, so I quickly learned that Luca was the happiest when he could come home um, for his naps. So we would compromise and come up with a bit of a schedule that allowed to him to sleep at home. Um, Cause yeah, when he would have pram and car naps all the time, he would just be super unsettled, which wasn't fun for either of us. So thank you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. Um, I'm sure it works for a lot of people, but yeah, it's kind of like a mix, perfect little mix by the sound of that. Exactly. All right. Now we're going to talk about all of the things that people don't tell you when going into motherhood. Uh, there are so many things that nobody tells you. <laughs> I'm not sure why um, they're all a secret, but we're going to end that today and do some mamas a favour by letting them know in advance. So in saying that, can you please tell me three things you were never told about pregnancy that you wished you knew? Sure. Um, number one, I think you start to learn to grow as a mother and as a parent from the very first time that you find out you're pregnant. Um, I really feel like the way that you navigate pregnancy really sets a tone for the kind of life that you want to lead with your little one. Um, and this was particularly true um, and resonated with my husband and I um, in our final weeks of pregnancy. It really taught us to advocate for our baby before we even met him. So that would be number one, um, which leads, kind of leads me to number two. Um, I definitely had been told this and I had read about it plenty of times, but I never thought it would be applicable to me. Um, and it's one that I just felt like I just really wanted to stress uh, <laughs> because it really hits home. Um, and that's a guesstimate date is exactly that. It's a guesstimate. Um, so I was very prepared to go beyond 40 weeks being a first time mom. Um, but what I didn't prepare myself for would be all the external pressures. Um, we were almost a Christmas baby. So we had people who were off on holiday, had lots of time to spare by checking in on us, which is lovely. It was all from a real place of love. Um, but the hospital pressure is on top of that as well, um, which I think I could do a whole podcast on because I think we went through it all. Um, um, but it's really just to surround yourself with the people who are going to tell you what you need when time gets, when time gets tough. Um, and like, Pretty much every person I've met, um, they'll have a wobble somewhere along the time of pregnancy, birth, motherhood. Um, so I think it's just knowing the people who will be in your court for you and um, tune out everyone else until you are ready to support yourself. So that'd be number two. Mm, and number three would be um, like you can plan, but you just can't control. <laughs> so you can learn, read, manifest, prepare your dream birth as much as you physically can. Um, but ultimately the lesson through pregnancy, and I feel like everyone goes through this in their own journey, is just to surrender and tune into your intuition. Um, like I'm a very big organized person um, and I plan for every possible scenario. You should have seen our birth plan. It was a little bit too many pages, I'd say. <laughs> I went to hypnobirthing courses. I did a free birthing course. I listened to podcasts. Um, and I think there's like a real power in education. 
but I think you just need to learn that you can only do so much. And at the end of the day, um, as long as you stay true to yourself, you'll come out of it with a good outcome and with no regrets. So just tune into yourself um, and try not to control everything. Mm, I know control is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely learn that in parenthood. You don't control anything. <laughs> Oh, all right. I'm going to add in a few things because I, I had yeah. some thoughts. I was like, okay. what, what about pregnancy? I was like, lightning crutch. Did you ever get lightning crutch? No, I just had like that, like heavy, heavy pressure though. Like, yeah, yeah. Lightning like, crutch. Oh my God. No one told me that that stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> lightning crutch What, what week did you get that from? Oh, pretty early. Um, mm. So I was doing lots of um, Cairo and um, acupuncture to try and allevi- alleviate that because he was pretty heavy. I think that's why. Um, but lots of stretching also that helped. Um, yeah. And I also, love, I love my stretching too. I would yeah, do yoga it, every single day morning. Yeah, yeah, I stretched every day. I did the spinning baby stretches, which really helped. Like I think keep my hips in a good spot. Yeah. Keep him in a good spot. Um, and the other thing that I didn't know about and didn't expect was the laying on your left side. Mm, yes I learned about that yeah Yeah. like because of the artery situation whatever (laughs) anyway you have to lay (laughs) on your left side and yeah you think okay cool but laying on your left side all the time all night long yeah Yeah. I had to go see a physio um after I'd had him because of that um and my left shoulder was just so locked up and then on top of that with feeding and different like just moving your body in different ways you just really need to like take care of yourself yeah yeah. It's a big strain on a mother's body. So massively. Alrighty. So tell me <laughs> three things that surprised you about motherhood. What did they not tell you? Okay. Um, one thing that like first came to mind is <laughs> I got to the four month mark and suddenly my hair was falling out. And that was <laughs> a huge, huge shock when I was washing my hair and like a I would have a handful of hair and I like I I turned I just honestly could not believe it and I went to the mother's group the next time and said is this happening to anyone else or is it just me and they all were like no it's me too I was like why does no one talk about this or like how did I not get the heads up on this one I had the same (laughs) thing coming out in clumps and I said to Donnie I was like there's something wrong with me Yeah, and it does stop. I want to just make sure everyone knows that. It, after a couple of months, it regulates out and you're fine again, back to normal. But I, like the first few times, I thought I was going to have no hair left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's a good one. Yeah, um, so that's number one. Um, number two would be that sleep deprivation symptoms are are real and they are really similar to depression. Um, and that part really, the parts that really affected me in particular were brain fog um, real difficulty making decisions and just overall just not really feeling like me. Um, I remember one instance in particular where all I had to do was update our health insurance to include Luca on it. And it just felt like such a mammoth task for me. And I couldn't wrap my head around why I couldn't do the things the way that I used to. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to point out to like, go easy on yourself and just tune into yourself and what, what is a bit different, what's a bit off um, and really like, yeah, just look after yourself and give yourself a bit of a break. Um, if you're someone like me who used to be really organised and do all the things, then, yeah, you just got to release and go what will be what will be right now um, and things will, will return to normal in good time. 
Yes, so true. Yeah. I found that's the same. It's just, and it scares you a little bit. You're like, am I going to be like this forever? Absolutely. And I've just returned to work and I can tell you it doesn't. (laughs) I really shocked myself on day one going, oh yeah, my brain does work still. It's all good. Yes. (laughs) So good. That's it. Um, And number three is kind of a happy one after the hair loss and sleep deprivation. Um, But it's just really like soaking up the miracle of watching your baby develop. Um, When they master something new and having those special moments, it's just like people tell you time flies and that's because of just how much they grow in that first year. I'm like still pinching myself when I see Luca climbing up. We have a slide in our living room right now just from Christmas. So I watch him climbing up this slide and I'm just going, how is that my little baby who's only one year old? Um, They're just capable of so much so early and I just couldn't have imagined how, how we would have both grown so much over the last year it's just amazing so so put all up I know I was thinking that yesterday I was just looking at Presley and I was like how are you so big (laughs) (laughs) or I'll look at him and I'll be like oh I grew that finger like (laughs) (laughs) Like, I did good (laughs) I grew grew those little toes they're growing so fast yeah um I'm gonna add in a few yeah Um, go for it I was having thoughts last night thinking about this episode and I was like, oh, there's a few things I want to touch on as well. Yeah. Um, What I wanted to touch on was um, the limited freedom that you get. Um, It doesn't last forever, but like even now, like I'm still feeding Presley at nighttime, so I can't go away for a night Like, because I haven't night weaned him. So it's, you know, it's things like that where you go, oh, I wish I could just go on a holiday for a weekend or go for a girl's weekend. So that's something that I didn't really think about when it came to motherhood. Um, And I really struggled with that because I'm such a like, I just love my freedom and I love to do whatever I want when I want. And that really changes when you become a mum. No one told me about that. Um, Also, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I wanted to talk about it because I feel like there's so much shame around it. And that is mum rage. Have you ever experienced mum rage? Uh, yeah, I I think shortly after giving birth, I definitely went through like different waves of just feeling your emotions, but feeling them really, really big because yeah. of what you're going through and because of all the other things that are happening in your life, things that normally you might have just kind of brushed off. It's like kind of PMF, PMS on steroids. Like, yeah. <laughs> you- you just have this wave of emotion and you're like, where is this coming from? It doesn't even feel like me sometimes. Um, so yes, I definitely had little phases through that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my mum rage comes from, um, I talked about in, we talked about this in my last episode about the, what you imagine motherhood to be versus reality and trying to reconcile that. I think that's where mine comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any like specific things that you can think of? No, I think also like if you're just not filling up your cup, like you just snap. Um, so I think that's really important to like get a hold of or get into a routine where you know that like say on this day for this amount of time, you get to go do what you need to do to fill your cup up. So then you know it's always coming. That's what I've learned. Like you can't just go we can't wing it. Like you need to put in some set time. Um, yeah. Otherwise yeah. it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, I feel like I've only started to just get a grip on that um, and being able to like trust people 
looking after Luca and I know things might not go perfectly to plan. He might not nap exactly the same way or he might not eat exactly the same, but just going, that's okay for, for today because it's an exception and we'll be back on track tomorrow. So it's all exactly. good. And yeah. putting yourself first is really important sometimes. So, so important. Yeah. And like you, I wanted to mention the love. Oh, my goodness. The unconditional undying love. Like the things I'll do for this kid is next level. Like, mm-hmm. and I never, ever thought I would, I don't want to sound bad and saying like put myself last, but it's not really that. It's just putting him first because I just love him so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, like the things that you do for them because you yeah. love, you just, the love is insane. Yeah. I think as well, people tell you that the love that you have for your children is so different to your partner. And until you've had your child to really understand that and, and feel that it's yeah, beyond anything you could imagine, I think. And just you together as a team would do anything for, for your little one. Um, Matt often jokes that sometimes he's been put on the bench because he kind of knows deep down that Luca comes first yeah Um, and I don't think he'd have it any other way Um, but it's just a little joke that we've got (laughs) so cute all righty so my next question oh actually there's one thing I wanted to talk about because I'd only heard of this once and I had a lovely listener reach out yesterday to tell me a little bit about her story so she got (laughs) diagnosed with DMR DMER which is dysphoric milk ejection reflex um and it's an abrupt emotional drop that occurs to some women just before they have a letdown um and People experience all different types of things like um, self-loathing, anxiety, like just a negative feelings. Um, And she had never heard of it before. So that's probably a pretty horrifying, scary experience. So I just wanted to tell people that that is a thing um, because, yeah, I'd only heard of it once before. I completely forgot about it until she mentioned it. So I wanted to I'd never heard of that before. Wow. That's really big, yeah. Especially for someone who didn't know, they might associate that feeling then with breastfeeding. Um, Yeah. And if it's something that's a chemical reaction that they have no control over, then that that could be really hard to deal with. Yeah, it'd be so hard, especially in the early days when you're, like, having multiple letdowns and then, like, yeah, yeah, that would be really, really tough. So just thought I'd mention that um, because I definitely don't think that's, talked about enough okay what would you do differently if you decided to have another baby okay um well like the thought of having another baby definitely creeps in um I saw this funny um meme the other day that's kind of like the the child is one year old and they say oh let's give them a best friend now and then fast forward they're screaming at each other in three years time over (laughs) fighting over something that siblings do um but yeah I can definitely tell we're we're just not quite there yet because I'm just loving giving all of my love and attention to Luca and a part of me kind of I think through a next pregnancy would mourn that time of not just being one-on-one with him um but when it does come time to grow a family um, although each pregnancy and birth will 100% be different, um, I think I've just built up a lot of knowledge and strength through my experiences to just simply have like a deeper trust in myself that everything will be okay. And I yeah. think that would be my number one um, thing that I would just, yeah, have the confidence to to go into pregnancy with. Yeah, you definitely would have more confidence, that's for sure. <laughs> Motherhood gives that to you, I think. Tell us something you thought before having kids that you've changed your mind on. Okay. Um, so growing up, I kind of used to feel that a parent's role was to create like the happiest home and environment possible for your child. 
Um, but now I've really learned and can see that it's more about letting them like explore their own world and discover who they are along that journey whilst also supporting them with just unconditional love. Um, like they're going to feel sad. They're going to get angry. They're going to get frustrated at times, but it's not our job to fix it. Um, and it's important for them to feel the full range of emotions in order to grow and become an intuitive adult. Cause that's what I want for Luca. I want him to grow up and be the best version of himself that he can be, um, I once read that every second from the moment of conception, um, their tiny little being is making steps to one day move away from you. Um, and it makes me teary just to even think about it. I know <laughs> I saw it on your face there. Um, but we are really here just to guide them in that journey and provide the opportunities in life to like live their full potential, whatever that looks like. So yeah, mm. that would be what I've changed my mind on. It's not our job to fix everything. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that one. If you had a friend that was pregnant right now, what would you tell them? Well, I'm at this stage that many of my friends are conceiving and planning on having children soon, which is really wonderful to kind of experience that all together and support each other through that. I would tell them, though, that the joy that they're going to feel when they hold that child for the first time is just so incredibly overwhelming. Words just can't be put to it. Um, And they'll have moments like that every single day. Um, and they're often what gets you through the day. If you're having a more challenging one, all it takes is one smile and see their face light up at the park or, or even just doing the most simple thing that takes you, like catches you off guard almost. Um, so, but for, but for right now, while they're pregnant, it's just soaking up the stillness because they're not going to get to do that soon and they're going to have to devote their attention elsewhere. Um, So just do all the things that you want to do, whatever you feel drawn to, go for it, Um, whatever brings you joy. So Mm, so good. One thing I just thought of then, and I think of it often, um, is you'll never have the experience you have now pregnant, like if it's your first child, again, because the next, if you decide to fall pregnant again, you haven't, you have someone else there, you have another, another baby. So you can't, you know, can't just lay on the couch and watch Netflix while you're pregnant. (laughs) absolutely (laughs) which is what I I did before yeah Yeah. and I was like man I can't do that ever again (laughs) yeah I was lucky enough to be um working from home through most of my um pregnancy so um it would be a whole different pregnancy for me next time around to be going into an office managing a child as well to come home to and I wouldn't get my lunchtime break um afternoon naps (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you'll never get that time back again. So enjoy yeah, every it second. Yeah, just be a completely different experience. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure it will come with its own magical ways, but yeah. we're yet to find them out. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamas of one over here. That's um, <laughs> what's There'll something- be some mama out there just shaking her head. Yeah. On number four saying, you girls, you, got, you don't know what's coming. <laughs> you don't know what's coming. So true. <laughs> uh, what's something you thought before? Um, but find funny now or disagree with? Oh, this one came to me straight away when you asked me. Um, So now that I look back on it, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, But I used to think that babies actually just fell asleep when they were tired. It makes sense. It's logical. (laughs) But now I have definitely learned that's like a whole spectrum of sleep needs that children have. I've probably used every single method in the book to, um, to help Luca to sleep at some point. We use white noise, sleep soup, lockout blinds. We've rocked and patted and shooshed. I've fed them to sleep. We've co-slept. We've done it all. So 
yes, babies don't just fall asleep, maybe in those first few weeks. Um, but Luca came out three weeks late anyway, so he was straight into a month-year-old child. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole different story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dottie and I yeah. thought the same thing. We were like, like he'll just like fall asleep if he's tired and then he seriously was probably three weeks old and he was awake for eight hours and I was like do I I was like I think we have to put him to sleep I'm like he's not going to sleep I was so (laughs) stupid um saying that now there are those unicorn babies though and I guess maybe it's the unicorns that we look for and listen to the advice from those mothers kind of thing but because I remember going to a mother's group and this little boy was sitting on his mom's lap looking at me and literally within about 10 minutes he just like dropped his head and he was fast asleep and I was like is something wrong with him and she was like oh no he does this he just falls asleep and I was like that never has happened to me ever <laughs> I have to try everything and he still doesn't sleep sometimes so <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know how much I've bopped in my life <laughs> but it's a lot yeah I've definitely got better biceps now. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, such a good chat. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some pregnant mamas out there that would appreciate your insights to motherhood. (laughs) Well, like I said earlier as well, I think like many people do talk about these things and it's if you truly hear and understand them as well, because there's so many lessons that I feel like you really need to learn yourself and experience and go through them to feel the magnitude of them. Um, so as long as every woman out there is just tuning into what's right for them, um, the rest will sort itself out. But if we can give you a little hints of advice, that they would be them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Anytime. I'm so glad with what you're doing here. I think it's such a powerful thing that you're doing, Alice. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this episode resonated with you, please leave me a five-star review. This helps other mums and dads find the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram under the Tired Mummy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This Tired Mummy is signing out. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 